But man, so much got that we've gone through. Again, this is the Two Bums and a Mike Sports Podcast coming to you every single Tuesday on the Anchor app and Spotify. And we'll just now get into the MLB. My God, is there so much stuff to talk about the MLB. Again, the lockout ended almost almost two weeks ago, not even two weeks ago. And three months of free agency and trades has happened in about 10 days. And there's still trades to be done. We'll talk about that in a bit. There's still trades to be done and moved and acquired. But... I wanted to start with this on the MLB and ask you guys a question and kind of debate this a little bit. I know there's this in the NFL. I'm not sure about the NBA and the NHL, but I want to ask you guys this. With everything that's happened with this lockout and how free agency has been handled since it ended almost two weeks ago, should the MLB for next year or in some years to come, should the MLB have a free agency period? Not just like when the World Series ends and and free agency starts. Should there be a day of like, okay, this is when free agency starts and this is the period of where you you can sign guys. Should, should that be a thing? Uh, Kevin, we'll start with you. Yeah, I honestly... I would like to see that because it, get, it gets a little pressure moving saying we only have this time to grab free agents. So I think it would get more moving. Um, but I, I could see it as beneficial. I think just like everything, it's worth to try and assess and see if it's going to work. You know, last year we tried out the whole ghost runner. Uh in extra innings didn't really work I mean but now I'm hearing they're kind of switching it back possibly but yeah there's word that they might might bring it back this season which I don't think so but um, you know I think it would definitely be worth a try I definitely think it would give a clean cut period between what when you can start grabbing guys and when it needs to end Um, I definitely think that would be a beneficial uh, added rule, if that's what we want to call it, uh, to the game of baseball. Do you have a date of when you think the free agency period should start for the MLB? Um, no, I don't think I, I, I have a date in mind. I'd have to really take some time to think about that. I mean, honestly, you could do... I mean, the day after the World Series, if that's what we wanted to do, you know, you could you could start it right away. And that, that's what um, they've done. Get, that's what they've always done. Yeah, as soon as the World yeah, Series is done, yeah. it, it, free agency but starts. Make it, yeah, and make it official, say, boom, here you go. And maybe, like, the day before, the o- before opening day. Maybe something like that. Um, but I definitely think it'd be nice to have a, a, a period of time that is uh, – is focused strictly on those free agents. Um, but I definitely think it'd be worth a try. That that would be my two cents here. Christian, what do you have? Do yeah, you have no, I, t- I, I think they absolutely need a free agency period because this is getting absolutely ridiculous um, with, <laughs> with how many people still are out there that need to be signed and 
and all this stuff and they're just allowed to you know take as much time as they need um i just i, I feel like it, it it just takes too much time and they, they need to be able to speed things up because i don't know it might just be me my personal my personal you know bias is to where the you know team needs to be doing something you know to try to be better like as quick as they can um and i realize i realize things take time but we are less than 20 days from opening day and uh we need to figure they we need they need to be able to figure it out in a more timely fashion than what is currently being allotted do you have a date of when you think the free agency period should start? I think it should start. Hmm. Let's say two months before spring training. So like, uh, like December, like the mm-hmm. middle of December. Middle of December, and it last. It last till like the you know, late January, early February. Oh, and so you, you want it to end before spring training starts? Yes. Okay. Okay. That, that's interesting. I can I can get behind that. My, my personal take on it is that one thing, the reason I bring this up is because with these last like 10 days of basically three months, four months of free agency happening in those 10 days, it's fun. It's so fun to know and have a feeling like, okay, something's going to happen today. I don't know if somebody's going to get traded or signed, but we know something's going to happen. And that's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, it's fun for us as fans. It's fun for us right now as content creators on this podcast and for everybody that does this and the media and all that. Like, it's a lot of fun to have this much content to digest. Mm-hmm. And I think they can definitely benefit on this to try to make MLB more exciting because I think that's been the biggest issue that MLB has been trying to fix for the last you know decade or so is how do we make MLB you know more excited than the NBA, more excited than the NFL, or at least trying to compete with it for fans' attention. Um, I think a free agency period would benefit them because it's not four months of dragging out negotiations and stuff behind the scenes and one signing and then three weeks later, another guy of like big significance. I I think a, peer, a, a, a free agency period would bring more excitement to the game in more ways than one. And give teams like you know a little bit more pressure of like okay we need to sign these players or we need to trade these players you know or else we're gonna be screwed instead of like you know we can drag this out because sometimes you may not have that uh, much time to drag out. To me, mm-hmm. I think a perfect day to start is January first. I think the new year turns over. Okay, free agency period start. And then it goes until pitchers and catchers report, or at least like I, like a like a week in into pitchers and catchers report, uh, players reporting. So like January first to like oh let's just, let's just say uh, February twenty eighth. It goes from January first to February twenty eighth. That is the free agency period, like signing period. That's when you can make trades. That's when you can. And that's when you can sign players. 
And then obviously through the season, if you need to sign players and trade people, you know, you can. But that's like the period to start doing that. And then like the season starts and then you can start signing guys like say in May and start officially training guys in like May during the season up until the trade deadline. I feel like that that's that's the right time frame for me personally. I can I can I can see that. But we, we can I definitely all... like that like Go ahead, Kev. I'm sorry, yeah, I was just gonna say I definitely agree with that. Um, like I had I had mentioned, I think it, it definitely will get more movement going. And I think it'd be beneficial for the players because these guys are sitting waiting for a team to pick them up. This puts a little, you know, fire in the pants of, of the owners to say, holy crap, we, we got to move. We don't have time to be sitting around waiting. You know, now these players know they're going to a team. They can start, you know, practicing harder. They know, you know, that, that baseball's here and the owners know we got these guys and you're not waiting four months for, you know, for these guys to get picked up. So I think it's gonna be great for the players. I think I think it'll be great for the the ownership as well. Because on on that note as well, Kev, if you guys remember a few years ago, I believe it was the off season of 2017 going into 2018 for the MLB season. Uh, both Manny Machado and Bryce Harper were free agents, like two of like the top ten players in the league. They were both free agents at the same time, and they everybody knew that they were gonna get massive, massive, massive contracts. And both of them made it last all the way into spring training. Like, Bryce Harper didn't sign until, like, a week and a half into spring training. And I I, I, I just feel like it – I don't – I feel like that, that's not very good. I feel like if we can have a period of, like, everybody signs before spring training starts, that benefits the players and everybody else because everybody knows, okay, this is who we got. Let's roll, you know? Not just mm-hmm. waiting for one like, oh, I don't know yet. I they're offering me three hundred and twenty-five, but I'm looking for three hundred and thirty million dollars. Like, come on, dude, are you serious? Like at that much money, who cares? But you know, I'm not in their shoes and I would love that kind of money. <laughs> um But on to if we talked about signings, um, uh, I think the, the biggest one and the most shocking one really is the, be- the biggest name that was on the market this this offseason was Carlos Correa. You know, a lot of guys, oh a lot of people thought, you know, he might sign back with the Astros. A lot of people had the Dodgers signing him. A lot of people had the Yankees signing him. There was talks that the Red Sox were going to sign him. All these different teams, like big market teams. And here comes out of nowhere, the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> the, the Minnesota Twins of all teams signed him. Which blew my mind, which also happened in like like 1, 2 a.m. in the morning. The Minnesota, Minnesota Twins literally just swooped in out of nowhere and just stole him off of the free agency market. I mean, good on them. Kudos to them. But like, holy cow, did anybody, did either of you guys expect the Minnesota Twins to make a signing like this? No. For me, I couldn't believe it. But you know what? Good for them. Good for them. They made the move. They pulled the trigger. But man, uh, was not expecting that at all. So it was very exciting uh, to see the Twins make a big move like that. Speaking of the Twins and Correa, I 
have information about uh, this whole deal and why why it might have happened and why he went to the Twins and why he signed the deal, you know, the way that he did. What might that be? So, there were reports because uh, he he switched agents. Yeah. Uh, he's now with us, um, Scott Boris, who is pretty yeah. much the agent of everybody nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible how many clients that dude has. It's incredible. And so this this uh, this contract um, will will be paid out to his old agent. So the report is that he signed this deal the way he did it because there's opt-outs after the first two years. So he could literally opt out after this year. Oh yeah. He, after the yeah. So he signed he signed a three year uh 105.3 million dollar deals a dollar deal with an opt-out after this season, the 2022 season, and after the 2023 season. Which basically means if he has a a really good year, an MVP type year this year, he can opt out and say, you know what? I want my $350 million deal for 10 years. I want to go back on the free agency market. Or if he has a really bad year and he know he knows he's not gonna get that money, he can still stay and still guarantee that he gets next year he gets $35 million again the next year. Yes, so there was so yeah, the, he got the, set up with a real good deal. So what what the consensus is that he's going to opt out after this year and then get, you know, paid, paid next year's um, free agency period. And that then that will go towards his new agent in Scott Boris. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I would not be surprised at that at all. I have my own theory of what's going to happen. So with these opt-outs, like this is this is like an NFL type contract. We we don't really see these much in the MLB. I know we have it for right now. Like uh, Trevor Power has one similar to it, but he's got a whole bunch of you know legal problems that he's dealing with right now. But with this, with Carlos Correa, I I think it's smart on him and it's smart on the Twins. Now the the, the Twins have clearly shown that. Finishing last place last year really, really pissed them off, and they they've gone full try hard mode into trying to get back into competing with the White Sox. Two years ago, the Twins were the top team in the American League Central, and the White Sox were playing catch up. Now it's the opposite. Now it's the White Sox at the top, the team to beat, and the Twins are playing catch up. I think they're they're really putting the foot in the door of like, okay, we're here. Buckle up, kiddos. All right. But my thought is is that I, I don't I think they still think that they necessarily can't compete with the Sox or at least the American League, considering how stacked some other team. I think they're gonna flip them. I think with these opt-outs, I think the twins are gonna trade. Carlos Correa at the deadline and really flip him 
for really, really good prospects or players to be like ready, uh, MLB ready players now. Because you know, at the deadline, there's going to be a off contention team that needs a real big impact player. Hell, even the Sox, maybe, if they can find the right deal. They're going to need a real impact player to pay, push them through the playoffs. Who wouldn't want Carlos Correa when they know most likely he's going to be on the free agent market anyway after the season? I think the Twins are going to trade him at the deadline. And then he's going to opt out and then test the free agent market again. Because why would the Twins just spend $35 million on a guy who they basically know he's going to leave after the next season? Why would they just mm-hmm. waste that on him? Unless they know for sure we're winning the World Series. But right now... They are not even close. With, with, their, with their lineup, they definitely can have a shot. No. But the, but, the, but the pitching is where they lack. They've definitely tried to improve it right. this offseason with some trades with Sonny Gray and some other guys and signings. But their pitching is where they're lacking. They can definitely run with anybody with their lineup right now, the way it is. But their pitching is going to need to improve. Yeah, see, it's great. You know, it's great when you, uh, you know, teams can have a really good offense. But um, it, it's not going to help if, the, if, if your pitching staff's going to give up more runs than you can score. So yeah. I mean, we saw that we saw that last year in a way with uh, with the White Sox. Um, our you know our lineup is is was really good. Um, you know we could hit with anybody, but our pitching towards the end of the year really wasn't good or good enough. And that's you know so the pitching. You can you can have you can have all the hitters in your lineup as you want, um, but if you don't have pitching, you're not gonna go very far, and that's that's why I no. think that the, tw- the Twins are are not even gonna be anywhere close. Oh, they will. Well, the the, the Twins join the Sox this season, and I think I think that's great. <laughs> I love that the twins are coming out guns are blazing and they're going to they're going to they're going to do everything they can to hit the white Sox off that top mantle i think that's great one for the division competition in that division two for the white Sox, that the twins are going to be good because now the twins are going to <laughs> compete with them they're going to force the going to force the Sox play harder and get more battle hardened to where hopefully they make it to the playoffs and they've played more meaningful games and they become better. Because last year, nobody will frontly say it, players-wise, but everybody knows they completely coasted into the playoffs. And then as soon as they got there, they got their butts handed to them because they didn't play meaningful games, nothing mattered, and everybody knew that two months out, they were going to the playoffs. And so none of it really mattered until they got there. And it backfired on them. More competition is good. I don't care what I don't care what professional in, companies, sports, music, I don't care. More competition is good for you and for everything else in that sport. Because it caught it pushes 
the other professions and teams or whatever to be better. Because if they don't, they're going to be stepped on and they're going to be pushed to the side. More competition is better. Me and you are going to have to be um, on two different sides of where we think the Twins are going to be because I vehemently disagree with that. But we, we don't have to get into fully that right this second. Kev, where are you on this? Kev, me boy, are you still with us? Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I was listening, but I'm I'm, I'm thinking about some White Sox moves that I want to see happen. And I'm trying to wait for you. Yeah, we're having this whole big, <laughs> like, almost argument, and you're just over here not even paying attention. Like, okay, okay, what, what moves do you want to see here, Kev? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to wait till the end. I'm going to wait till the end. No, 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 on the Chicago White Sox behind know. the plate, Adley Rush. What? <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> and, I, and I hate to say it, as much as I hate him in the show, because he's so freaking good, I <clears throat> honestly, again, the likelihood, I'm not even going to get into that. It's 0%, I buddy. Love, I know, I know, but I would love see Adley Rushman come to the White Sox. <laughs> no shot he's ever coming here. But, yes, I would immediately buy his jersey. Hell, I'm going to buy his Oils jersey. I, 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 I'm I, going to at some point. My God, what I I mean, want. hell, even if he doesn't, even if we don't have a space for him to catch, put him in a DH. No, man, know, no, like, no. If anything, the man if can any- hit, the man can catch. No, man, put him behind the plate and make Grandall the DH. Or if anything, trade Grandall. Because he's starting to he's start, he's starting to freaking wrap up a whole bunch of injuries. And I don't know how long his body's going to yeah. allow him to keep going. Okay, if I can stop you right there before you continue on this Grandall slander. Okay, it's not slander. <laughs> I'm being realistic. You're just the <laughs> ultimate fanboy of Grandall. Anytime, you, anytime anybody says his name, you freaking start drooling. So okay, well, <laughs> hey, hey yo, um, hey yo. I'm just being realistic, man. He's still really good offensive piece, but defensively, he's basically a brick. He like, and not in a good way. Like, he literally can't move. He literally can't do nothing behind the plate. He's got an okay arm. His arm could be better, but his defense and blocking is just not there. He's really there for his offensive production, which is great. But nothing else is really that great. Don't even get me started on on how fast he is. And don't, yeah. All right. We, me and Michael are just like continuously getting almost getting into arguments here, which is kind of alarming. <laughs> It'll be great to have Kev as the mediator, but he's you know daydreaming. Uh, great host he is. I um, know. I was thinking about Ad- <laughs> I was thinking about Adam I do as well, man. But you don't see me drifting off in the middle of this podcast. I I've literally thought about Adley Rushman maybe 0.5 times. Yeah, but you think um, about the you think about the wrong guy. So anyway, 
Um, also, oh, like, what, uh, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, you can't just skate by that. I'm, I'm what just, do you I'm, mean by that? I'm just making a joke. I'm just making a joke. Um, what do you but mean by that? Just don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> so, another like kind of like serious and scary news. I don't know if you guys heard this, but Peter Alonso was in a car crash. He was T-boned and had his car flipped over like three times, and actually came out unscathed. He, he said he was, like, extremely lucky to be alive. I've seen the footage. I think, I mean, at least I'm pretty sure I saw the footage. And it's like, how the did that dude survive? Have you guys heard about this? I have heard a little bit about it, yeah. It's, it's miraculous that he's alive right now. It honestly is. Yeah, no, that was, that was scary to think about. No injuries? That's unbelievable. Go ahead, Christian. Yeah, I'm waiting for your response, though, Christian. Like, I talked, Kev talked, and then it's supposed to be you. That's how this podcast works. That's how us three vibe. Okay, I, I guess. I, well, now I know where I where I fit in the um, grand scheme of things. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Whoever talks first, and then the other responds. That's how it works. I, 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 I understand a joke there, bud. Um, <laughs> We're even, we're even, we're even. No, yes, we are. Um, okay. Um, but, go ahead, Christian. But yeah, no, that is that was very scary. Um, I, you know, I saw the video. Man, uh, just the, the fact that, you know, he walked away from that was a miracle in itself. And um, I'm, I'm very happy for him and his family that he is okay and everybody's okay. And he'll be playing baseball this year, so... You know, all's well that ends well. Yeah. Jesus uh, is not so lucky. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Mr. Three months out. All right. And moving on. I'm moving on. Freddie Freeman, he did exactly what I didn't want him to do in that he signed a six year. $162 million deal with the Dodgers. With the Dodgers. Have you guys seen the pictures of, of like the projected lineup for the Dodgers? Oh, this it's, season? it's stupid. It's, I, I don't want to look. I don't want to look. No, I want you to I want you to look. I want you to look it up right now, Kevin, and look at it. And I want to hear your response. Because it's literally yeah. like like uh fantasy. It's ridiculous. I'll How good up. that line! It's it's a lot of people are saying that this is one of the greatest lineups in the history of baseball, like next to like the twenty seven Yankees. Like it's okay, ridiculous. There it is. So from one to nine, this is the Dodgers' potential starting lineup with Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncy, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Chris Taylor, AJ Pollock. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That is uh, god. How can you how can you not bet on them to win the World Series? Or at least make it to the World Series as the NL team. How how can you not bet on them? With the pitching I mean, as well. How can you not I bet on say, them? I was gonna say I was gonna say they're pitching one. They got Trevor Bauer over there, they got Walker Bueller. 
They got Wa- Trevor Bauer. They got Walker Buehler. Well, they got Clayton Kershaw. Julio Rios. Oh, they, they just lost Kenley Jansen, too. Kenley Jansen also signed with the Braves as well. But, man, the, <laughs> I, I'm speechless when it comes to the Dodgers because they continue just blow my mind of how they pull this stuff off. Yeah, it's well that's that's why there needs to well, I think there should be a, a flat salary cap. Oh, that'll baseball. never happen. It'll never happen. No, it'll the, never the... happen, but it's just it things like this will happen. There'll be one team or those select number of teams that can spend you know, infinity amount of doubt money on all these guys, and then there's nothing left for anybody else. Somehow, you know, you know, with Freddie Freeman, you know, he he had a 4.7 WAR in 2021. You know, he had 180 hits, 31 home runs. He batted 300 even, uh, uh, 83 RBIs, 503 slugging, a 393 on base percentage. Like, he's definitely worth that contract. But the thing is, is like all those guys have those contracts on that team. I don't know how how the I don't know how the Dodgers do it, man. I don't know how they do it. And but I but I I'm pretty sure that Freddie Freeman as well. He's from Southern California. Yes, he's so from he, LA. I it, what, did he grow grew up a Dodgers fan? I believe I, so. Well, so that, I mean, know, that's what they were making it seem like. He's playing for his, you know, his his childhood team, which is great. I would love for anybody to do just that. Just wish it wasn't the Dodgers. I just wish it wasn't the Dodgers. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's like I'm glad they're not in the American League that we don't have to face them. But my God, it's <sighs> the Dodgers are just stupid, ridiculously good, and I hate it. Um. <laughs> I know I have a little bit of a soft soft spot for them because my dad grew up a big Dodgers fan, and, but man, I just I'm so tired of seeing the Dodgers every single year, all the time. <sighs> but anyway, before I start, you know, widowing myself pity. Um, uh, so Atlanta. We talked about Atlanta before with Kenley Jansen. You know, Kenley Jansen did sign one year, $16 million to be the presumable closer for the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves, you know, after trading for Matt Olson, he signs with Atlanta an extension for eight years, $168 million. With a club option two years before he would have hit the trade market. And I, and I believe Matt Olson is is from Atlanta as well. Yep. So there's a lot of guys like going to their hometown teams or the childhood teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Matt Olson in 2021, he had a 5.8 WAR, 153 hits, 39 home runs, a 2.71 batting average, 111 RBIs, uh, 3.71 on base, and a 5.40 slugging. Dude, great. <laughs> in 2021. And yes, he is from Atlanta, Georgia. That is where he was born. Um, it's clear, Obviously, you know, this basically replaces Freddie Freeman. Um, 
I don't know if this necessarily makes the Braves better. I think what made the Braves better was Kenley Jansen going into that bullpen and being the full-time closer. Do, do, do you guys think the Braves can even make it to the National League Championship Series again? Kev? Oh, I, I'd like to. I mean, I'd like to see them go. I just don't know if they're going to have the firepower to do it. Yeah. Um, in I'm, all honesty, I just don't think they're going to have the firepower to do it. Uh, I, I mean, yes. I, I don't think that 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 uh, Matt Olson is that much of a downgrade from Freddie Freeman. Um, no, and, and he's not. And I would agree with that. You know, the guys hit what, like consistently over 30 home runs the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a solid defender. Um, and uh, Kenley Jansen uh, has been a really good closer for a really long time has a lot of playoff and championship experience. Uh, So I totally think the Braves can get back to at least, you know, second, third round of the playoffs. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I, I, I don't think Atlanta can make it back. I think they can make it back to the playoffs. I don't think they can make it back to the World Series or if anything, the National League Championship Series. Maybe they can. But, um... I don't know. I, I, I don't have my... I don't have my high hopes for uh, Atlanta. You know, I mean, one... nobody thought they were winning it last year and they won the whole thing. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. But the thing is with that is that um, Atlanta had... Every time you win a World Series, you have to have luck. You you have to have some sort of some form of luck to win a World Series. And Atlanta got hot at the right time. Things went their way, and lo and behold, they got a World Series out of it. Good for them. I I just I I don't see them winning another one. I, um, I think we're forgetting that they won it without arguably their best player, Ronald Acuna. That you and know what that back. that is fair, but that that also goes with the point of you know a little bit of luck helps out with winning a World Series. One of the World Series heroes, Jorge Soler, he signed a three-year, thirty-six million dollar deals with again an opt-out after this season, the twenty twenty season, and the twenty twenty-three season with the Miami Marlins. Um. I don't know how necessarily that really will impact Miami. I know Miami has a whole bunch of young players and prospects that are going to be coming up, and they're supposed to be really, really good. Um, but I don't know how much that really will benefit them, and I don't know how much that will hinder Atlanta with Jorge Soler leaving. But Atlanta also, speaking of World Series, Atlanta extended one of the playoff heroes and second-half heroes, Eddie Rosario, Mm-hmm. They extended him for two years with $18 million with a club option after the 2024 season. Um, yeah, like Atlanta has definitely made a lot of moves to try, you know, and keep up with all the star power that's in the National League and to try to repeat as World Series champions, obviously, and make it back to the World Series. I just, 
I have my doubts with Atlanta. They have a really good team. I just don't know if they can redo it. But um, speaking of the uh, National League, the Chicago Cubs surprisingly made a big move-ish. I don't know. Like it's it's kind of uh, give or take if it's a big move, you know, in the eye of the beholder. The Cubs signed Japanese outfielder, uh, I believe I his, I believe it's pronounced Sheya, Sheyi, uh, Suzuki, for five years, $85 million. Now, from what I hear about this guy, is that he, he's the real deal. He's, he's about to be in his prime. I believe he's 27. He absolutely raked in the Japan League. And he's coming over to America. You know, I, I don't think people are going to necessarily think of him as like, you know, a phenom like Shohei Otani. But he could definitely hopefully help the Cubs in the future because the Cubs are going through a complete rebuild. And apparently the Cubs were in on the Carlos Correa sweepstakes, but I guess never went fully into it. And the Cubs, the Cubs are just going to go through a rebuild and they're going to do everything they can to try and come back in the next few years. And I think signing this Japanese superstar will help them with the rebuild. And when the time comes, hopefully for them to compete again in the playoffs and win World Series. Have your thoughts? You know, I never want you to go to the World Series. <laughs> we, we know this as White Sox fans, but you know, when they won it, it was amazing. You know, it was. I, I went to I went to the parade. It was phenomenal. It was like the biggest crowd downtown, and or I think it was like the, one of the biggest crowds in the U.S. for a long time. Or something I think it was. Like that. I think it was one of the biggest crowds ever in the history of humans. Really, I, I believe if I remember reading an article correctly, it was definitely in the top ten of the most humanly gathered recorded events in human history. Wow. It, it had like something of like ten plus million people there for that parade. Yeah, I like, really I like I like to see them win another one, but I'm not uh, I'm not hoping too soon. No, I'm not either. Uh, my two cents. No. <laughs> um, let's see. The the Yankees officially signed Anthony Rizzo. Speaking of the Cubs, they signed Anthony Rizzo oh, for two yes. years, $32 million with an opt-out after the first year of that contract. Um, you know, I guess good on the Yankees. You know, they wanted Freddie Freeman, but couldn't get him. And they settled... I don't want to say settle. I don't know if that's a good word, but they they signed Anthony Rizzo, and Anthony, you know, Anthony Rizzo is still kind of, you know, he's been around for a while, but he he can still he can still bring it. Oh you yeah. Know, he he's uh let's see he's thirty two. Last season he had a one point seven WAR. He had one hundred twenty three hits, twenty two home runs, two fifty average, sixty one RBIs. I want to say he had some in, a little bit of injury problems last year, but he he could still bring it. He's still a good defender. He can still hit, and for the Yankees in that ballpark, I mean, he can he can he can hit a lot of home runs in that ballpark. That 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 ballpark at Yankee Stadium is so lefty friendly that I think he'll just kill it. 
he'll just kill it over there at the Yankees. Yeah, he definitely proved himself last year. I think he can do it again and continue a great career with them. I mean, yeah, I just, I just like to point out and laugh at the fact that last year's trade deadline, there were a number of Cubs fans, and you know who you are. (laughs) Oh, God, this is going to get spicy. Oh, man, I can't wait to hear this. Who were vehemently um, talking about how that, oh, you know, we're trading and we're getting a lot of prospects. You know, you know, it's going to put, uh, yeah, we're going to get them all back next year. You know, they'll, they'll all come back. And it's just like, Chris Bryant signed with the Rockies. Rizzo re-signed with the Yankees. Baez is still on the Mets. Baez is not on the Mets. Well, he's not on the Mets. <laughs> no, he's, he's, still... signed, he, he's signed with Detroit. Where have you been? That was before the lockout even started. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I totally forgot about Surprise. that. Surprise! He's on Detroit before the lockout I even started. Totally forgot about that. Um, okay, so uh, uh, Baez is on correction. The Tigers. So I just, I just, you know, it was one of those moments where. You see it all happening, you sit back, you kick up your feet, you grab a nice beverage, and you just sit back and smile. And just point at how, and laugh. As how, <laughs> at how stupid they all were. <laughs> <laughs> because Cubs fans are vehemently stupid. Um, wow, he's just calling guys out. But uh, you, you mentioned uh, <laughs> Brian. I think this was the most shocking thing I have ever seen. And one of the, one of the, I think the 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 one signing that made me laugh the hardest is that Chris Bryant <laughs> signed seven years, a hundred and eighty-two million dollars with a full no trade clause with the Colorado Rockies. The Rockies? <laughs> what? There's no there's there's no thought in my head. There's nothing I can think of. That can make me think that he purely went there for the money. I I, I, I can't see another scenario in my head of, of why he, he went there besides that. They're not a playoff team. They're a forever rebuild team that have no direction. They have no pitching. Trevor Story just left, which we'll get into in a second. Charlie Blackman is a shell of what he once was. That ownership is just morons. What is he doing? I don't know what he's doing. I mean, good on him. He's getting paid. And again, that's the name of the game. But like, why why the Rockies? Have fun losing 100 games. (laughs) Why the Rockies? Why would you not go to a team that now with the the designated hitter being on the National League as well, why not go to a team that's like, say, the, the Padres? Or, or before Freeman, like the Dodgers or anywhere that need a, a, a good utility guy in the outfield or a DH, a contender. Why on earth would you go to the Rockies? I, it, I can it, answer that question. Oh, I can God. answer that question. Get ready. Buckle up, boys. I know where this is going. My man's in a high-altitude stadium. He wants to hit some dingers. Okay. 
Okay. But... <laughs> yeah, you guys are not going to go. That's... I, I thought that was going somewhere yeah, out of left no, field. But, I, uh, maybe he's just trying to get his home run uh, home run stats up. Okay, but he signed that for seven years with no with a full no trade clause. He's not going to be there for like a year and then test the market again. Like, he's there for the long haul. Oh, yeah. It's, it's with the team with, with no... I don't no, know what the hell he's doing, but the, the, I'm just trying to give him some sort of benefit of the doubt. Oh, yeah, his numbers are going to go up because he's playing in Colorado, but, like, he's not going to have any sort of playoff atmosphere there ever. They have no team, and the ownership doesn't know what they're doing. I can't see a scenario in this where he didn't go there purely for the money. I I, I can't see another situation like that. Am I am I crazy? Or... And honestly, <laughs> that's what it seems like. It just I'm seems lost like for he's there for the money. It just seems like he's there for the money. Because, like you said, there's no other reason he would go. There's just there's no purpose for seven years, and he can't leave. Come on, like what are we what are we doing? I don't know. He's <laughs> he's thirty. He's thirty years old right now. It'll take him his thirty-seven year old season. Yeah, it'll take him to Jeez. it'll take him to technically his thirty-six year old season. Oh, okay, and then he'll turn thirty-seven that off season when his contract's done because his gen- his birthday's January fourth. Um, Jeez. um, last year he had a three point three WAR, one hundred thirty-six hits, twenty-five home runs, a two sixty-five average. 73 RBIs, 10 stolen bases. He had a 353 on base and a 481 slugging. You know, that's that you know, that's that's decent numbers. It's not MVP numbers like he once had. But is it really seven years? Uh it's seven years, 182 million for the Rockies? Why the Rockies? I do, it boggles my mind, and I'm speechless. I don't know what else to say. Of like <laughs> the Rockies, why? I just I don't understand. Yeah, it's 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 a puzzler. Yeah, I mean, seven years out of your prime time. Like, yeah, what are you doing? What what are you doing? I don't know. I mean, again, good on him. He got paid. That's great. But that's about it. <laughs> that's all about good ha, stuff ha, I can say. Have fun losing 100 games a season. Basically, yeah. yeah. They, they traded away all Nato. They didn't trade away Story, and he just left in free agency. They got nobody on that team. So That was another <laughs> stupid thing, why they didn't trade Story at the deadline. <laughs> again, the Rockies' ownership is morons. But um, other news, the Phillies... Signed Kyle Schwarber, another Cub, for four years, $79 million. Good on him. He'll most likely be their DH because the National League now has a designated hitter. And speaking of the Phillies as well, they made another big move. They signed Nick Castellanos for five years, $100 million. He'll most likely be the other outfielder along with Chris uh, Chris Bryant. Um, um, Bryce Harper out there. There you go. That's the guy. That's the one. Uh, you the got fi- there. The, the Phillies are quickly becoming like, okay, oh, oh, hello, Phillies, making moves. They're quickly becoming one of the better teams in the National League. A lot of, a lot of big power on that team. Their defense 
is probably one of the worst in the league, if not the worst in the league. That's what I was gonna just about to say. Is but they they took the uh, the the, um, the uh, universal DH thing as like their whole lineup is DHs. <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna be very bad at, at in the field. Um, so it's gonna be both entertaining to uh, watch. Um, when they're hitting and when they're fielding because you never know what will happen. We had uh, the Blue Jays. They traded for Matt A's. And we all know the the A's are completely just thrown in the towel and off everybody. The Blue Jays traded for Matt Chapman and they gave the A's prospect uh, they gave the prospects uh uh, like four prospects, so the A's got a big haul for that. Um, that just helps the Blue Jays more in their offensive lineup and the defense. Chapman's a good all-around player. We had um, Zach Greinke returning to the team that originally drafted him six overall in 2002, the Kansas City Royals, on a one-year, thirteen million dollar deal. I see this as this is going to be his last year and he's returning to the team that originally drafted him and then after this year he's going to call it a career which will be no doubt a Hall of Fame career. Hmm, interesting. At least in my opinion. It's, it's a good thought. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely it's a good thought. Um, and honestly, I kind of want to I, I back up that um, I... I think his time is kind of running up where he just wants to say, I'm good. I made my money. I played damn good baseball. And he just wants to do one more year as a farewell, and, he, and he's out. I uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, uh, he's he's getting he's getting up there in age. Uh, he's, he's not the guy, um, you know, who he used to be. And obviously, time, uh, father time is always undefeated. Um, kidding. Uh... Zach Greinke, I believe. Yeah, he is 38 years old. If, yeah. my, if I am correct. He, uh, yes, he is 38 years old. Uh, first round out of the 2002 MLB draft by the Kansas City Royals. One hell of a career, man. One one hell of a career. He's at 20, 2,800 strikeouts right now. 2,809 strikeouts. My God. 219 career wins with a career average, a career ERA of 3.41. That, that's a Hall of Fame career, if you ask me. Easily. And I think this will be his last one and he'll retire this year. Whether he'll announce it or not, I don't know. But either way, he's had a marvelous career. Um, in other news, we had Jock Peterson. He signed with the San Francisco Giants. He had the Padres... Trading for Luke Voigt, most likely to be the DH. He was traded from the Yankees, and the Yankees will receive right-handed pitcher Justin, uh, right-handed pitcher rather Justin Lang, who was San Diego's number eight prospect in their system. So not you know the greatest prospect in the world, but they definitely got somebody of value from the San Diego Padres. There was actually, actually, speaking of that trade, there was some uh, talk out of New York that him and Rizzo got in a uh, 
almost like they got in a almost got in an altercation. Yeah, I heard about that. I I, I heard that it was a full on like like shoving fight. Like they they were going at each other. Yeah. So I, I you know for some reason those two didn't get along. Um, I just think I think Voight felt threatened because they you know they traded for him last year and you know he felt like his his spot you know where he was that he you know he deserved to have, be the first baseman and uh, probably hurt his feelings a little bit and uh, apparently he uh, was uh, really not being very nice to some Yankee prospects and Anthony Rizzo was uh, not having any part of that and uh, they got into an altercation and then um, he was traded Luke Voigt that is so yeah, and obviously we'll never know exactly unless they tell us ourselves or themselves rather. But um, yeah, if that's if that's what led to Luke Voigt going to the Padres, you know, so be it. He he'll definitely have an everyday starting position there, whether is at the DH spot or first base or whatever. Um, we had mentioned this earlier, talking about the Rockies, Trevor Story, one of the bigger names out of this uh, free agency class. He signed with the Red Sox for six years, $140 million, with an opt-out after the fourth year. You had a more question? I had a heart attack for a split second because um, when the notification came up on my phone, the first, it said, Trevor Trevor Story signs with, and my eyes skipped over the red part of it, and I saw socks. And, and I about <laughs> my I about had a heart attack, and then I I I saw it was at Red Sox, and I was like, "Son of a biscuit!" <laughs> you think Trevor Story would sign here? <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, he said he wanted to win. So. He did want to win, but the Red Sox also have a really good team over there. Um, but speaking of the White Sox, they haven't really made a. Uh, really ain't much any moves since um, last week, since the last episode that we put up. They all they all have said to be in the mix for the Oakland Athletics pitchers, Sean Manaya and Frankie Matas, either or. And I know you have been complained about this to me, Christian, um, off microphone, but you, I know you guys have complained, especially on Twitter, that you know the White Sox are you know sitting on the sitting on their hands and they're not doing anything and they need to make a move, especially with Minnesota. Yada 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 yada. Relax, take a deep breath. Signing and trading guys is very hard. If you honestly think that Rick Hahn is literally sitting on his butt doing nothing and just watching stuff happen, you're not very bright because that's not how it works. Rick Hahn, it, I, I know this for a fact because every single person that is credible in the baseball media has said that Rick Hahn is constantly glued to his phone on calls. I can guarantee you he's on call with a whole bunch of other teams. Probably still trying to trade Craig Kimball, trying to acquire Frankie Montas and Sean Manai from the A's. And I know you guys on Twitter have been asking, like, why hasn't it happened yet? Why hasn't it happened yet? Because I can guarantee you the Oakland A's are asking for guys like Michael Kolpak, Andrew Vaughn, Gavin Sheets, Garrett Crochet, 
They're asking for our top young players that are very vital to our team. And Rick Hahn is doing everything he can to not give up those players that are very vital for our future and for our playoff run, hopefully. So I, I ask, you ask, why, why, are we having, why have we not acquired them yet? Because Rick Hahn is trying not to give up a whole youth to the A's. That's why it's not happening yet. Hopefully something does happen. And if it doesn't, I would still be very confident with our team going into the season. Now, when it comes to the trade deadline, it'll be different. But as of right now, I, I'm fine with the team that we have now. But it would, it, we, would, we could use one more starting pitcher. Uh, so all, all you guys on Twitter need to take a step back, take a deep breath, and relax. Well, that's not happening. Um, uh, it's just, it's just frustrating when we're just here, um, just watching all these players get taken off of the market and all these trades happen, and then it's just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Why isn't anything happened yet? Why? It's it, it's just it's frustrating because our window is now, and I mean, we've pretty much had a net zero off season. I would say just because we've lost, we've lost some guys, and we've gained back. We filled the holes, um, but I, I just I, I don't feel like we've made that move that really puts us in that, you know, championship contention bracket with, like, teams like the Dodgers or uh, who else? No, nobody's going to compete with it. Okay, that that's an unfair thing to say. There's literally nobody that compete with the, the Dodgers because the Dodgers are literally their own breed. Nobody, you you can't say we have to we have to be the Dodgers because even the Dodgers can't beat themselves. They've they've raised the bar so high that it's unimaginably unreachable. It's not physically possible. You cannot worry about that. You have to worry about yourself. And again, they're in the National League. Who gives a crap what they do? Worry more about the American League and trying to get to the World Series. And then if we get there, we have to worry about them. You can't you can't try to be somebody else. You can't. You can't be. You can't have the mentality of trying to keep up with the Joneses next door. Worry about. Worry about us. What do we need to fix? What have we needed to fix? Second base. We kind of got our guy to fill that spot in Josh Harrison. What we need to fix is our starting pitching. We need one more starting pitcher. We're trying to get that with Frankie Montas and Sean Manaya. It hasn't worked out yet. But neither of them have been traded to other teams, so it's still kind of out there. We, we, we can't worry about what the Dodgers are doing. We have to worry about what we're doing. Don't make, don't make signings and, and actions uh, like from reactions. Just be proactive on your front and worry about what we need to do. Oh, my gosh. All right. There's, uh, this could be the third argument. <laughs> oh, but that would, that would. I'd be here talking for I'd be here all night. Um, all right, I'm just gonna yeah, lay no lay it, it on go, me, Christian. It go. No, lay it on me, Christian. What do you got? Like, no, lay it on me. I, I want you to be like 
Full on honesty, lay a hot on, man. What do you got? I just I feel like if if you're not if you're not focused on you know and you don't you know you don't see what you know teams and like your own division are doing and what teams in you know everybody else is doing and you're not doing anything to improve, then what are you really doing? If if it's just the status quo, is going to be the status quo, then fine. But don't, but don't, you know, tell us that, you know, we're trying to, you know, be, you know, win a championship if, if you're not going out there and making moves that can put us over the top. At the end of the day, it's about, it's about winning and you need to be better than the other team to do that. So that's just, it's where I stand. It, it's been I don't know. It's just been a frustrating couple of weeks because we were doing a lot of stuff, you know, um, and then we pretty much, there's been nothing but, you know, oh, you know, you know, the White Sox, you know, them, them are, you know, in the talks. It's just like, finish the talk. Let's just, just finish the talks. I'm tired of this whole, you know, it's just it's frustrating because you know it's always we have we had a seat at the table but we weren't able to get the job done and that's just where where I stand on it um, uh, and I get that you know everybody has their own opinion and I just think that that we that we need to make some move, very significant moves here if we want to, you know, compete with the teams in not only our division, but in our, in the American League and in the National League, because if we get, when we get to the World Series, then we have to worry about them. So if you're not paying attention to them, I think you're, you're failing your job as well. So that's where I stand on the situation. Yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. I just feel like it, it's not good to make signings and do stuff based off of reaction. The twins did this. The twins did that. We need to counter it. Do we? Do we actually? Is that the right move at this specific time? Do, do we really need to counteract purely because the twins made a big signing? No. It. I don't think it's good to make... A signing or a trade purely off a reaction of what somebody else did. Do it because it's going to make your team better purely for you guys, not because another team did something. Obviously, it's important to pay attention to what other guys are doing, what other teams are doing. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm, I, if I said that before, of like that, that's not a point. Uh, that's not true at all. I'm just saying that. It's not good to make moves purely on reacting. Well, then don't be in a position. Don't put yourself in the position to have to be reactive. Make the moves first. The twins, the twins, really are were, were the first team in our division to really make big, big moves. And I just, I just feel like, I just feel like we we've been a little late to everything. So. I will leave it that. But you know the Sox. The Sox are always very quiet in their moves. They're, they're never very public. They're never out there showboating like, we're going to do this. And then, 
you know, it, it, it's it's always kept under the rug, and they're very good at that. So it, it, at this point, if there's no news, it's good news because Frankie Montas and Chaminet have yet to go anywhere as of yet. And Craig Kimball still has yet to be dealt with if he is being dealt. Um, but to fin- finish this off, there was some other news about the MLB that the MLB draft for the second year in a row will take place over the All-Star weekend, which is awesome. Uh, we mentioned this before, that the MLB is considering bringing back the Ghost Runner rule, which I absolutely hate, Ooh. and I wish would never come back. And then this happened today, which made me really laugh. Um, the U.S. Appeals Court has ordered the unsealing of the Yankees' infamous letter that allegedly shows a sign-stealing scandal. Here we go again. Not the Astros, but now the Yankees. The Yankees might be becoming the new Astros because they might have that sign-stealing bug happen to them. Mm-hmm. Start banging garbage cans. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it was something to do with like a, a dugout phone and camera that they were using back in 2015 something to do with that and apparently the Yankees have been doing everything they can to not release this letter to the public and finally I guess the U.S. Appeals Court has ordered them to unseal it and it'll be interesting to see what happens to the Yankees in the coming days Um, but to to finish off this podcast I want to I want to leave it with this discussion to end it. Christian and I, you know, <laughs> get into that, you know, somewhat discussion earlier. Um, but I want to ask you guys this in that in your guys' opinion, besides winning the World Series, what is the most important thing that the White Sox need to accomplish this season? It could be a player, it could be a, the team making a specific move or whatever. Besides winning the World Series, what is the most important thing that the White Sox need to accomplish this season? Kevin, I want to start with you. Um, you actually already kind of mentioned it, but <clears throat> in all honesty, I would like to see a Kimbrel trade. I'd like to see another, uh, like a hot player come on in and add something to our team. Um, and have Kimbrel go wherever he needs to go. Um, but I just don't think he's a good fit for our team. Uh, but I will leave it to say a, Kim, a, Kim, a Kimbrel trade or I, I couldn't even give you a specific player or anything like that. But I would say a nice trade for a new player uh, for our organization. Christian? Here we go. So, uh, first thing they need to do is they need to acquire one of either Frankie Montas or Sean Manea from the um, athletics. That should be the number one priority right now. Uh, number two is uh, a finding a trade for Craig Kimbrell. Um, you know, maybe getting us some prospects 
um, that can bolster our farm system so that when the trade deadline comes, we have more uh, trade assets that we could go out to if we're going to acquire anybody. And the last but not least, I think that signing uh, Michael Conforto would be a very, it would help this team um, this year. And uh, I feel like with all you know, three of those moves, it can really uh, pr- uh, propel us into, you know, making a deep playoff run. There you go. Okay. For me, I, I, I couldn't really say that you know, find this person or trade for this person as the most important thing. Is it important? Yes. Is it the most? I don't think so. And I. I kept trying to come up with things that I felt like were the most important thing, but obviously besides winning it all, what is the most important thing that I think that the Sox need to do? And I kept coming back to players, and I like to step up. I think what needs to happen to this team is for two guys to step up. And I couldn't decide between either of them, so I'm just going to say both of them. Number one, I think number one is Andrew Vaughn. I think Andrew Vaughn should be the everyday right fielder. I know during this offseason and during the lockout, a lot of people were saying we should sign Nick Cassianos or trade for a good right fielder. We need a right fielder. We need a right fielder. We got a right fielder. We got an outfielder. We got Andrew Vaughn. And we have Gavin Sheets as well that can play out there too. I think... Andrew Vaughn needs to take that step forward into proving why he was the number three overall pick in the draft a few years ago. He's got amazing power and athletic ability. He's already shown it this spring in a few games that he's played. If he can take that next step and become a really good, reliable bat in that lineup that's already stacked and can play as good of a defensive player as he was this last year. He has a really good arm. He can really lay out. He can really cover a lot of ground, especially in right field. If he can take that next step, I think I think we can go really far. And the number two guy that I, that I had, and I, I actually kind of hate to say this because I have defended him a lot, is Yohan Mankata. Now, Yohan Mankata is kind of a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a complicated thing. Yohan Mankata, you know, he was the first prospect in big trade that happened for our rebuild that started in 2016. The Sox traded Chris Sale to the Red Sox. Yohan Mankata at the time was the number one overall prospect in the entire MLB. In that trade, we also got Michael Kopech as well. He came up. And he got a standing ovation, and he was deemed like the next, you know, franchise, like the, the the face of the franchise. He was the next guy, and it never really kind of came up to that. You know, COVID happened, and he got COVID, and he never was the same. This last season, he was, you know, okay and pretty good. And I've had these discussions before with my with my girlfriend and her family. They all are on the bandwagon of Yon Mankata is a bust. He stinks. They need to get rid of him. He's a bust. 
and I've always defended him. I've o- I've always been on his side. And it's like, no, you guys are wrong. Yada yada yada. That whole shtick. But I, I've had to come to terms with it a little bit because Yon Makata is definitely more capable of what he's done. His strikeouts can definitely come down a good amount. He can definitely hit. He's definitely capable of hitting. 25-ish home runs last season. Season, I believe he hit. He had 14. His defense is through the roof. He's easily what uh, in the top five of defensive third baseman, not just in the American League but in the entire league. That that's not negotiable. His defense and arm out there, but offensive production and strikeouts, that stuff needs to be fixed and needs to, needs a tune up. And if if those two guys can take that these next steps into helping this team, I think our team can immediately become easily World Series contenders. Even with even if we don't trade for Manaya or Montas, if those two guys can really add to this team that is already stacked offensively wise, I, I don't I don't see how anybody can stop it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Those are those are two big, two big things. I've always been a big yo-yo guy, um, hence why I always have him on my fantasy team every year. Well, you, you <laughs> draft every single White Sox player every year on your fantasy team. What are you talking about? <laughs> you you draft Yasmani Grandal in the second round. And then you draft Yohan Mikata in the third round. And then you you draft Eloy Jimenez in the fourth round. You draft Lucas Giorito in the first round. Like, what are you talking about? You know? What do I know, Christian? I'm just a big homer. So, uh... <laughs> I just love my socks. And, uh, yeah. So... Then that's fair. I'm just giving you crap. I know. And he, uh, I will get you back for that. <laughs> yes, you, you can have all those players in the MLV fan, in our fantasy draft. I'll, all the other great players in the in the MLB while you just leisurely pass over them. That's fine. Um, Kevin, do you have any thoughts on anything that has been said between Christian and I on our two thoughts? Um, I really like where you guys are guys are heads at um, Mars I think it's a really good call out I think Yo Moncada has been kind of stale um, for a while now um, I think this is a big big season for him to prove if he's worth to stay on this team um, obviously defensively he could produce but at the same time you're in the starting nine that means you got you got a bat you got to be able to hit hit the balls and get be able to produce offensively um, in the game. So I would uh, definitely push Moncada very hard this season. Um, and of course, I, I I agree with Andrew Vaughn. I think he's going to be great. I think he he's really going to produce. Um, you know, he's a young guy, but he's he. he He's good at what he does, and I just think he needs to show that a little more. Um, but Moncada is the big guy that I would really need to see um, 
some process, some progress with him offensively. Yeah. One thing's for sure, it's gonna be a really fun season to watch. Yes, that sir. That's for sure. The, the you know the word is that the Sox are gonna you know win the American League Central, which is you know I really hope that happens. Hope they make the playoffs for a third straight year, and I hope they have a long playoff run. And of course, we all do. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you guys. Thank both you guys so much for sticking with this for this lengthy podcast. Um, I want to thank every single person listening right now. Um, make sure to follow us on the Anchor app on Spotify. We are the Two Bums and a Mike Sports Podcast. We are coming to you every single Tuesday. Make sure to put on your notifications to not miss any episode. And we all thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts for being here with us through this journey. With that being said, I have been Michael. I have been Christian. And I have been Kevin. Thank you all so much for joining us. See you next time.